0: cliffcentral.com. So let's get into some sport because really this is the weekend that everybody's been waiting for and it's going to be chock full. Saturday's the big one, but Mm -hmm. uh, what else is going on?
1: Yeah, so we all hate those Sunday night games for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Well, now they're gone, thankfully. So tonight, Friday, we got Argentina versus New Zealand in the first semi. So last weekend in my predictions, if you are paying attention, so I got three out of four. The one I got really, really wrong was saying that Island, are going to hammer New Zealand. And I'll stand up to it. i got the other three, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that Argentina have less than zero chance for this match. And people will say, yeah, but they beat the All Blacks in New Zealand two years ago. It's like, yeah, but since then they took two absolute trouserings from them. Parity has been restored. And this Argentina team, they were kind of limping their way through the group stages to their credit. They're on the best trajectory they could possibly have. But this is a team that does not do so well. The breakdowns, the All Blacks are monsters at the breakdowns. This is the team who doesn't have the best scrum. All Blacks have got a great scrum. So, everything about this game you look at it and go, if Argentina lose by less than 22, they would have probably done well. But hmm. I know. You say it, it's the same, me, Ben. Anything can happen. I get it. I get it. All, all
0: no, the jokes. No, no, no. You, you know what you're talking about because I put money on Argentina last week based on your advice yeah.
1: and I won. Because I think Who they were knows? always going to just kind of sneak past Wales and they did actually. And then the intercept try at the end kind of was a more flattering scoreline for them. Right. So, yeah, Argentina, they just don't have quite the resources. And this New Zealand team, like, It was such a gutsy win against Ireland last week, very much like the Springboks. Ireland would probably be making more of the play. That's the interesting thing about these two matches, that SA and New Zealand got through with less of the ball and just actually having less of the play. But they scrambled incredibly well on defence and they took the points on office. So, yeah, let's leave it at that. I think Argentina are going to get a proper hiding. And then it goes into Saturday, England versus SA. Now, England are actually the only unbeaten team left in the tournament. That's because they've been playing some pretty cut games. I mean, like, on pool A, you're playing for your life, basically. It's, like, all the time. And then uh-huh. the other side, it's like, yeah, you know, guys, I okay. Really care. So, again, like, England have got a good team. They've got an incredibly high work rate. They've got an incredibly well-conditioned team. Mm-hmm. And they've also got a team with probably less expectations. Everyone yeah. was telling them they're cucked before they got into the tournament. Right. They lost to Fiji pre-tournament. And then they kind of they just... just uh, Prince William's wife, uh, the Princess yes. of Wales, Catherine. She was. She's been backing them she's hard been backing the them whole time. But then right. again, that's because those <laughs> are the free tickets that she got, Gareth. <laughs> Ah, ah. So, yeah, I mean, this England team does have a lot of g- key attributes. Like, their line-out is so solid, for, both for themselves and to disrupt the others. They got good set-pieces. They got a few star players, but they don't have the gears, I think, to go against a better team. And it's been proven that the better teams were on the other side of the draw. SA was one of them. And they are so good at, like, manipulating play towards them. If you go back and watch that game, which most South Africans have done in the course of this week... How they constructed those tries from the kicking game, putting tall oaks versus short oaks. It's just always well thought out. You know, some people, you mentioned the whole thing about taking a scrum in the 22. That was just like, it wasn't even thought of. All they wanted to do was, these guys don't scrum enough. We want to scrum them. So we're going to catch this ball. We're going to scrum them right now. It's like a weird call, but that's what they want to do. They want to reassert how strong they are. And against England, I think the tactics would be very similar. The team is identical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely every single person is back and retained for that. So I'm going to go a little bit tighter on this one. I'm going to say SA by 11, purely because it's the semi-final. And I think if either of those teams, New Zealand or South Africa, could get ahead maybe further than they, they thought they would, they'd probably ring the changes earlier in the second half because ultimately they're better teams. And that's all I – I mean, I, I don't want to sort of gild the lily on this one. It's – two better teams they're going to be tested it is a rugby world cup semi-final but those two teams have just deserved to have the final and they're going to obviously not take this for granted or take it lightly but these two will go through
0: all right. So while we're talking about Rugby World Cup and before we move on to other stuff, um, I was talking about how I uh, placed a bet last week. You could do that, too. All you have to do is go along to Super Bets and you can go and place your bets this weekend. And I'm, I'm just going to throw it all on to South Africa in the semi-final, going through to the final and we'll see what happens. I'm not going to take a chance on the Argentina-New Zealand game, even though Ben says it's a better one to do. Odds are probably more in your favor if you are going to back New Zealand or Argentina, frankly, in that one. Um, but let's see how it goes. Go to uh, Superbets and you will get a 50 rand free bet when you sign up for them. And you can find all of the details on cliffcentral.com. Beyond the scoreboard, of course, this morning, brought to you by Superbets. So what about the Cricket World Cup?
1: Well, I'll tell you what the Cricket World Cup... Is SA still winning? I'll tell you what they did this week. They brought us back to square one again. Oh, no. So we played against the Netherlands... And we lost against oh, the Netherlands. Oh my gosh. Oh, it was such a it was such a pro move. But like I'm also not angry. No one's kinda angry, mostly because we care more about the rugby. Yes. But it was yeah, like just it was distracted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're at the stage now where we're not even upset. It's like, okay, yeah, i get it. So what? So but the thing is, England lost to Afghanistan. <laughs> and I know on Monday when Ryan was murmuring his way through the sport, he was like, Yeah, and England lost to Afghanistan. Afghanistan is a war torn nation. It's a, a, it's a nation. big deal, yeah. Basically, the Taliban and these Oaks beat England, who were the defending champs of this tournament. Yes. Ryan, I don't know where your head was on Monday morning. Maybe you were just tired. Right. But that was a big result. That means the absolute world to these Oaks. And Afghanistan actually did pretty well against New Zealand, but then they dropped a few catches and then ultimately lost this week. So, right now, New Zealand and India are the two unbeaten teams. Hmm. Four out of four probably my pick for the final, actually, because South Africa have just shown that, yes, they're a good team, they've got good players, but if Quinton de Kock doesn't score up front, I think the rest of them tumble a little bit. So those are your two unbeaten teams. SA and Pakistan make up the top four. So today, we'll have Australia versus Pakistan, and please may Pakistan also carry on and make an upset here. That's at 10.30 today. Saturday, the Netherlands, who are obviously fresh off this big win against the Proteas, will take on Sri Lanka at 7.30. Mm. And then tomorrow, England versus SA. So we've got England versus SA in the rugby. England versus SA in the cricket.
0: Ooh. What a
1: doubleheader. It's
0: really, it's us taking on our colonial overlords of, of a time.
1: So this and is it's, exciting. No
0: pressure, guys. No, great. no pressure whatsoever. It's
1: great because both of them just lost to absolute minnows. So, I mean, there's so much on the line here this, Pride's at stake. And then Sunday, the two unbeaten teams, India versus New Zealand, 10-30. So what an action-packed cricket World Cup weekend. And I think obviously we'll warm to this as the rugby winds down. It really is a gift this year with all the World Cups. And if you are liking local rugby, then the URC actually starts this weekend. So you can mm. watch the Lions versus the Stormers tomorrow at 4. Munster against the Sharks at quarter past 6. And then Sunday, the Bulls at Loftus. Yes, okay, now that's uh, that's,
0: that's going to keep Pretoria happy on, uh, on the weekend as so well. So great. Very yeah, good. So great.
1: Look, there's also other football on this weekend. <laughs> Liverpool take on Everton tomorrow. Man City versus Brighton. Uh, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Sheffield United versus Man United. Uh, so it's a great weekend in that. We are going to wrap up with UFC because... There's been a lot of drama around the UFC. Mm -hmm. There's the usual drama, right? There's the shit talk between the fighters. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's some actual bad blood. And then it's like the whole thing of like stylistically, how important are these fights? How interesting are they? And then the title ramifications. So Islam, who was Khabib's, I always say this, protege, but now he's kind of his own fighter. Um, He's taking on Alexander Volkanovsky because Oliveira pulled out. He had to pull out, he got clutched in the face. Massive stitches, and uh, obviously you can't go into a fight with a massive gaping head wound. So that will be the pound for pound two best in the world going at it again. There was a very close decision when Volkanovsky took on Islam in Perth. Uh, I think it was about six months ago now. And then the other fight, which is cour- which is courting or creating the most controversy, is that um, Chimaev, where he was fighting that Brazilian weirdo Costa. So this is a guy who's always joking about taking drugs. He's hugely built. He's buff. But he's also an absolute liability, this guy. Like he misses weight. He's always mouthing off about weird stuff. And then he got um, a staph infection on his elbow. Ew. A bit gross. How I mean. do you get that?
0: Well, these are what so- is he doing? That's
1: disgusting. Well, he's always rolling around on mats with sweaty men. Oh, right. You know, you're living your life in a jockstrap. But,
0: but a staphylococcus infection on your elbow. It was, it was t- disgusting. Pretty, he must have had a cut there or something. And, but it was huge. And it sort of ballooned and he had some operation. That's like a Leanne Moll type story. Because she, <laughs> remember yeah. she she told that one story which some people have never forgotten, including me, uh, where she was sitting with her mother in the hospital and some homeless guy coughed and a bit of his spittle went yeah. into her eye and she got an eye infection. Mm. That sounds like this. Well,
1: this guy, is, mm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a train wreck, really. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's entertaining, <laughs> but he's a bit of a train wreck. <laughs> Okay. So Costa was out. So now Chamaev, who is seen by many people as like the most dangerous man in the UFC, he's like mm-hmm. a Chechen Swede, as in he's a twit Chechen who now just went to Sweden. And yeah. he's like, he's a very scary looking guy. Actually, Gareth, while I go through this, just Google a picture of him. Yes. Who's this? Kamsat. How do Chuma- I spell that? Chumaev. Just yeah, oh, Please. I wouldn't <laughs> even know where to start writing that
0: name down. How do you? I mean, I can't spell Kamsat or Chamaev. I don't know where to begin. Help me with this, Ben. So that, I know this is like a different <laughs> fucking planet you're talking about. The alien comes of you like, well, the Jesus. way you pronounce it. <laughs> wow. and you haven't
1: even seen him yet. So, right. K-A. Yeah. Sorry, K-H. Okay. A-M. Z-A-T.
0: Kamzat. Z-A-T. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I got him. You got him? Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> was he Kazakh something? Uzbek? So, I, basically, I think he was born in like the bowels of war. Oh, Sweet it's like a Lord. proper Chechen, but I mean, this hoax a machine. He it's really Chechnya, is. Okay. So he was in the welterweight division, but then he was just, he's a big dude. Like he's really big. Mm-hmm. So now he's fighting middleweight, which I think is more his weight class. All right. So he was meant to fight this big Brazilian dude. He's now pulled out and there's no one else to fight him. So they've roped in sort of the guys on his way out, um, Kamara Usman was the greatest welterweight and then he lost to Leon Edwards, lost again. So he's on the out downward spiral. His knees are buggered. He's a little bit older now. But he's come in because Dana White's obviously trying to save the card. Because this is what happens. You know, fighters get injured, they fall away. But mm-hmm. now if you don't have the fights, you don't make the pay-per-view money. And yeah, there he no. is. It looks like is. you have been suddenly oh, – oh,
0: you've been taken over from Kamzat. Okay. There he is. Look at those. Look at those. Look at the, look at the ears.
1: That's quite something. The Soak's huh? a lot. But he – I mean, this guy's so good. He wants, he fought this Chinese dude. He picked him up. So Dana White, who's the, obviously the supremo of the UFC, he mm-hmm. sits on like ringside, mm-hmm. cage side. This Soak – the fight started he went to this chinese guy he picked him up he then walks to the side of the cage where dana white was and mm-hmm. he basically threw the guy down submitted him beat him and then is like i'm going to kill everybody that's how good this dude is. Oh, well, then you've got to keep him on the card. All right, so, so I got you. He's, yeah, so, he's definitely so now, worth watching. So he's great. He's <laughs> going to win as well because they're in Abu Dhabi, so all the Islamic fighters are really fired up for this. <laughs> so now they've brought in Kamaru Usman, right? Dana White just said whoever wins this fight gets to fight for the middleweight title. That's it. Kamaru Usman's never fought at middleweight, huh. but he's like, you get the title shot. So now Drikus and anyone who knows UFC are going, what the fuck's going on here? Because Drikas was... The next in line, yeah, so he's been pushed that was down. the whole thing, but because he didn't fight when Dana told him to, he's like, Well, I don't care. Well, you got to do what the bus says, I know, but he had an injury and he was expected to go to Australia and fight in like six weeks. So Drake says, "Like, Look, I'm a professional, I know my body, I've also got a foot injury, and they're like, Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, that it is the most cutthroat, hardcore organization in this UFC, like oh. you are literally. As they say, cock of the block into a feather duster and now Drikus is like back in the pecking order. So whoever wins this fight, which will be obviously the Chechen war machine, he's now going to fight S- Sean Strickland for the middleweight title. And Drikus is basically sitting here going, okay, well, now Miss- what? Missed out. But that's how rough it is. It is cutthroat. Yeah. It's high stakes. And now I've gone, taken so much time to try and unpack this, and there's so many more nuances to it. But ultimately, this is what makes the UFC interesting. Dana White's not there to make friends. He actually doesn't he doesn't want to have friends. No, no, no. He's, He's like, I'm his, making money, bitches.
0: His interest is keeping the audience happy and keeping his advertisers happy. That's the name of the game. Don't ever... keep the show going. It's like people used to ask me, oh, whatever happened to this winner of Idols? I'm like, what are you, st- Stupid. You think it's about the people who win the show? It's not. They are just objects that are moved around on the chessboard to entertain you yeah. so that you think that's what it's about and then they can get advertising money. That's all. But so. this
1: and and he's just unapologetic, huh? He just keeps doubling down Good. on like if, if guys don't guys want to skip fights, I don't care. We move on. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Two nine four, that is the UFC this weekend. Right. In Abu Dhabi, so there's gonna be a bit of a time conflict. Like the game's gonna be the buck games at nine. I think the main card's going to be a similar time for Abu Dhabi because of the time zone. So uh, you can switch over during the breaks. So normally if you wake up at like 4, 5, 6 in the morning to watch UFC on a Sunday because it's in America, it's now in Abu Dhabi, so just watch out for that.
0: Hmm. Thank you, Ben. Of course, Beyond the Scoreboard brought to you by SuperBets. They support responsible gambling. No under 18s, winners know when to stop. South African Responsible Gambling Foundation's toll free counseling hotline is 0800 006 008. Cliffcentral.com